to a podcast greater than yourself, season four. Do you have an idea for an episode or a question about sobriety, spirituality, 12 steps, or sponsorship? Email us at podcastgreaterthanyourself at gmail.com or contact us on Instagram at podcast underscore greater underscore than underscore yourself or doctor underscore silkworth. We're, we're like jumping into the 90s with the technology I'm using. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I just learned how to unmute. <laughs> <laughs> and and you're doing great with it. For right? Thank learned. you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, on that note, welcome back to a podcast greater than yourself. My name is John Barleycorn. Not really. And with me is my co-host, Mrs. Jones. Yes, really. <laughs> and, and I really today, am Mrs. Jones. Yes, absolutely. She's a nut. Um, and with us today is our esteemed guest, Boo. Boo with you, right here. Yeah. <laughs> welcome. Welcome in any number of languages I won't attempt to say welcome in. Thanks a million. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can cut, we can count that as an international introduction. Yes. Aspirational. Come in. <laughs> that was the yes. Epcot Center version of an international welcome. How's it going? How are you? Doing great. Yeah. All things are good. Really am. Uh, met with a guy this morning that I've known. In fact, he was the guy that when I first realized and decided to go public on being an alcoholic was the first guy that I told. And I'd completely forgotten about that because it's been a while. Mm -hmm. And he met with me this morning and told me about his problems. And it looks like I'm going to start working with him. Just oh. amazing. Aww. Amazing uh, God thing coming back to me. So awesome. really cool. So yeah. awesome. Uh, you know, that's what happens when you recover out. Sorry. When you hashtag recover out loud. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse to recover silently. Uh, yeah. We all do. You can't stop me. It's my oh, anonymity. I... <laughs> the uh, the topic uh, we are here to discuss today is the real alcoholic. Dun, yeah. dun, dun. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it should. I'm going to put the. Um, do you guys remember Dragnet, like the OG show? Oh, Dragnet? Yeah. Yeah, at, sure. At the end, uh, it was that, like, I guess it was like, <laughs> the production company, but they would do the. Mm -hmm. For the, for the like, uh, the title sequence, it was like a guy, like, hitting a chisel. It was like, dink, dink. <laughs> I'm going to, like, dump that in there. Such a distinct sound. And what, what a ridiculous thing to describe for no reason. Just crowbar right. that in there. Yeah. This is the kind of stuff that people love about the intro of the show, where I just go off on tangents. No one under 30 has any idea what I'm talking about. They love They it. may go back and check it now. You never That's know. Right. All right, kids. Go purchase the Nick at Night channel. It's like a whole channel now, right? Yeah, that's right. Gunsmoke. Is that even deal. still a yeah. thing? Yeah, I know. I know. It's really funny because I'm like, I, I immediately I think, oh, well, like, because literally like almost all of the TV I watch is YouTube. Like if my TV's mm -hmm. on, it's like on YouTube 
or my wife yeah. is watching drag queens on any any like <laughs> any one of 15 apps she uh, she has just to watch drag, drag queens, drag queens. <laughs> exactly us guys we got our drag net the ladies they like the drag queens <laughs> it's that that's the delineation and then writing uh, mowers writing mowers yeah. you know yeah you got a writing mower right boo no no as a matter of fact i haven't owned a mower for a while i made sure when i got married i gave hers away and sold mine awesome. so that's it yes really yeah see yes. boo does look like someone who might have a lawnmower i do but i don't <laughs> no i i when we was you know one of the miracles for me uh sobriety is like actually this is it's a convoluted thing to try to describe but absolutely the result of an honest 10th and 11th step was that mm -hmm. i went from having zero credit to like right now my my credit rating is li it, literally when you open a thing open the like you know experian or transunion it says excellent this is john barleycorn <laughs> you have excellent credit please take 15 marvelous <laughs> like, exactly, they're like please buy another home you know so like one of the things that um that that happened when it you know because i always thought like oh, i'm not gonna i can't buy a fucking house like what how do people do that you know yeah and yeah. and literally stuff that i didn't run away from in 10 step stuff and 11 step mm -hmm. land um guidance i got and that stuff led me over the course of like i don't know like a year and a half or so to suddenly having like great credit and like getting a house and moving cross country in the middle of this pandemic and all this awesome shit and then uh, -huh. uh that comes with like you know because it, it, it's one of those for me personally like owning things and and having stuff that's very much a thing that's like I, I, you know, people talk about like growing up in sobriety. Like I, like I, I don't, <laughs> I don't know how to do any of this stuff. I literally went to a bank, like a couple years before I uh, stopped drinking. I went to a bank, a bank that I had had an account at for like ten years, and I had five hundred dollars cash in my wallet, and I asked them if I could buy a pre, if I could do a prepaid credit card, and they turned me down. <laughs> <laughs> With money in your hands, I love it. I'm like, I have cash. I want I to build I still credit. Know. They were like, no, thank you. <laughs> we're yeah. good. And so you like, wish you could go back there now, right? Yeah, I'll be like, I, I, I had to learn all this shit, you know. But one of the things that yeah. I learned that I'm glad that I was like, you know, again humbled <laughs> into learning was like. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't need to prove anything by owning a mower and trying to mow. Like, I, I'm bad at it. I, I, I hate it. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm just gonna uh -huh. pay someone to do this. <laughs> yeah, I've got a phone. That's all I need. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Which brings us to the real alcohol. No. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't it, doesn't it all bring us to the real? That was alcohol? a rough segue. <laughs> right. <laughs> I've actually been doing that these last several episodes. We've been recording. Um. It's the anti-segue. Uh, there's got to be a name for it. Ah. What's the opposite of a segue? Anti-segueism. <laughs> Segwayism. <laughs> I love it. How would you spell that, though? Anti-segueism? Anti uh, yeah. Oh, goodness. Wow. Wait, no, I got it. A-N-T-I-S-E-G-U-E-I-S-M. 
Very good. Anti segwayism. Very good. Give her a donut. Give her some cat. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, so, Boo can't see, but hmm, we have. Surrounded by yeah. cats. Yeah, I actually. Yeah. Which one is that that we heard? That's that's Mecky <laughs> giving her an alias. <laughs> you know what I thought you were doing? I thought you were like. I have twin. I have two who are twins. One's Becky and one's Mecky. <laughs> <laughs> that does sound something like exactly something I would do. And look at how much of a jerk she is. Oh man! Stop yeah. it! <laughs> she's, been, she's been quite verbal or vocal, whatever you would say, uh, during some of these sessions. It's it's going to be great. I feel like people are going to write in and they're going to want some. Uh, some sh- some like photos and in, on Instagram yeah. of the cats. Cat advice yeah, exactly. from Mrs. Jones. Exactly. <laughs> the wisdom to know the kittens. Just go there. <laughs> Don't worry about me putting cat stuff on <laughs> premium recovery cat content. The wisdom to know the kittens. There all you, you need. That's yeah. All you need. Yes. So uh yeah, we have to eventually get to the topic. Lamentably. What uh what kind of reading you got for us today, brother? Well, I'm going straight to chapter three, page 30, right in the middle. Ooh. We alcoholics are men and women who have lost the ability to control our drinking. (laughs) We know that no real alcoholic ever recovers control. All of us felt at times that we were regaining control, but such intervals, usually brief, were inevitably followed by still less control, which led in time to pitiful and incomprehensible demoralization. We are convinced to a man that alcoholics of our type are in the grip of a progressive illness. Over any considerable period, we get worse, never better. Mm. Yeah. That's the real alcoholic right there. Kind of a a bummer reading, man. (laughs) (laughs) There's hope after that. Thank God. (laughs) At the end of the book. Thank you. We'll just stop there. You guys ever go to like a a first step meeting? Like it's usually like like a sober house or a detox or something, and people are like, "Step one, this is the hope step." You know, like I found my family. (laughs) Hate that. What are you talking about? All right, all right. I practice step one every day. Like, oh, that sounds awful. No shit. (laughs) (laughs) Step one's the only one. Like, yeah, no, that was a popular thing back where I got sober. It was like. Uh, I got to do step one's the only one I got to do perfect every day. I went and this for some reason the specific <laughs> specificity of this was was like rampant. It was like I wake up every morning, I look in the mirror, and I tell myself, "You're powerless." Why <laughs> <laughs> it sounds so funny? <laughs> I know. I love that we erupted. Like saying it with it with such with such force, you know. Yes. Like, yeah, you. You're like flexing. You're like your, your neck veins are popping out. You're like you're fucking powerless. Yeah. You worm. You're just like idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I, know. I know my god well, that sounds great yeah yeah so we just hijacked your reading i'm sorry no oh that's okay that's okay mrs jones all my reading is also from chapter three are we just skipping 30. over that we're not we're, we're not gonna discuss that. oh oh we're, we're supposed to talk about boo's reading huh my apologies all right <laughs> Well, Just steamrolling poor Boo over here. 
Yeah, that's oh, all right. That's all right. I don't know who you're looking at when you, when you said. <laughs> anyway. Well, the reason I brought that up, not only because it has the word real alcoholic in it, and I haven't seen it too many times in the book, but I know they're talking about the real alcoholic all the way through the book, mm-hmm. is that control is one of those things that I thought I had for so, so long. Um, I could control it. And then I found myself not being able to control it. But what I desired more than anything when I got into the program was to be able to control it. Mm-hmm. And there was no way I could until I'd had a psychic change. There is no solution that I could come up with. And I tried everything. Uh, we've talked about it in meetings. We've talked about it in person. But this idea that you can either through self-knowledge or self-control or just by abstinence over time, take care of this problem uh it's impossible and we that are truly alcoholics realize that it's um it's you always get worse never better when you try so that that's why i brought this one to the to the forefront to me it's it's real and um evident that unless you realize that you cannot drink and you can't control it if you do drink then that's what it's going to take for you to understand that you're a real alcoholic and you're going to have to find a solution. And to me, the solution is in that uh, connection to a higher power greater than myself. That's the only way I could find it. Mm. Yeah. Let me, let me tack on a little caveat to my goofing around a minute ago, but uh, Mm -hmm. hearing you right now, uh, fills me with hope. <laughs> like on this side of the steps, I feel quite hopeful listening to you talk about that, right? Because mm-hmm. um, there, there is there is a deep hopefulness to, particularly as a recovered person, to hearing another recovered person talk about having experienced that, because it's so incredibly validating in in the face of like a world full of people who have seemingly no ability to relate with my reaction to alcohol and my reaction to sobriety like to hear people describe those things in themselves and having overcome them oh my god incredible incredible you know yeah, well, it's the world that um, I, I, it's the dark world I came from and the bright world I came into. And it's strictly because of completing the steps and, and being able to be taught these instructions. That's what that's what happened. Mm. Yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, boo. <laughs> grateful for it every single day. I, I can't tell you how grateful I am because it's led to such a I mean, like I said, mm-hmm. I came in to quit drinking and uh as we all know, it leads to so much more of, of life than that. So uh, it's the beginning. It's really the beginning. Yeah. Absolutely. 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 Um, Ms. Jones, what you re- got? Yeah. Yeah. I was going to ask, do you all remember the first time you heard the term real alcoholic? Did you read it in the book first? Or did you, did you hear someone <laughs> introduce themselves in a meeting as a real alcoholic? Well, first we heard it all through, you know, our childhood, uh, you know, teenage years and young adulthood when all of our friends would go, man, 
that guy is a real alcoholic. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> My grandma, yeah. yeah. Oh, well. oh, he had a real problem. We're, just, real we're just having fun with this. Yeah, but, right, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's doing the graduate work up there, man. He is a real alcoholic. <laughs> that guy. No, I mean real. He's got a pro- If I ever get like him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Tack the label on. Real. Another, uh, one of the things that you kind of touched on in that reading is like uh, the the Fred used to say this all the time. Uh, I'm sure he probably still does. Um, you know, like I, I, when I came to AA, like I, I just wanted to not drink on the days when I wanted to not drink. Like mm. I <laughs> fucking feel that at a cellular level. It's like, I, I, I did not want a relationship with God. I did yeah. not even, I didn't. I didn't want any of this stuff. I didn't want a kid. I didn't, you know, I didn't no. want a family. I didn't want a fucking house. To, you know, I didn't want a mortgage. No. I didn't want any of that stuff. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't want to meditate every morning. That sounded like a right. total waste I of time. Definitely didn't want that. Right? <laughs> All I wanted to do was not drink when I didn't want to drink. You know, yeah. and then mm-hmm. like to have this uh, experience where I can't pull that off over and over again. It's like, yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I'm chuckling as I say that, but it's like, that's a, a heart-wrenching loneliness, you know? Yeah. Particularly <clears throat> when, and I, and I, I, you know, I think we talk about this often, but when I, when I humble myself enough to go to Alcoholics Anonymous and I ask for <laughs> right? help, and then people there just tell me to do that, they just tell me to just... Well, just don't drink. And I'm just like, <sighs> control it better. What yeah. the fuck do you think I've been trying to? Why do you think I'm here? Like, <laughs> you got nothing more, you know? Um, but these are th- this this differentiation: the real alcoholic, the hard drinker, etc. This is the stuff that, for me. Uh, these were the chinks in the armor. This was the crack in the dam. Mm. It it led to my to to me being willing to look at an answer. You know. Yeah, yeah. When did yeah. you first hear? It? When did you first, con you know, cogitate on the fact of real alcoholism? I mean, I probably like with a head full of pills and a and a, a, a you know a <laughs> gut full of beer. Uh, mm-hmm listening to like speaker tapes and reading this book in my in my 30s um yeah yeah because I, I don't remember i mean i like i i had read the book and was very into the book when i was in aa as like a teenager mm-hmm. um and i could quote it and stuff but it's like i mean you can <laughs> you can teach a fucking dog how to do a whole bunch of tricks it doesn't know it doesn't mean he knows what he's doing right you know <laughs> I was, I was kind of just like, "Hey, I'm JoJo, the dancing chimp," you know. Like, uh, I was, I was kind of just like, you know, going through these motions and doing this act of like, well, I'll do this people pleasing thing, and I'll be Captain Recovery, you know, Captain YPAA, and all this stuff. And mm-hmm. like, so yeah. I, I don't, you know, I don't. I'm sure I knew the term, but I don't have any like resonant memory of it from then. Right. It resonated right. with me when I heard people talking about it the way that you are talking about it now. Mm-hmm. Um, after like another 15 years of, of drinking and <laughs> drug addiction and you know failure in every area. 
Yeah, me too. Um, I went to my first AA meeting with my brother years and years before I ever recovered, and I couldn't stay there. I couldn't get into it because everybody back then, everybody smoked. Everybody mm-hmm. at the meeting smoked. If you didn't smoke, you wanted to start smoking because you were the only one <laughs> not smoking. But when I finally recovered, um, I came back with such a serious uh, intention and a complete abandon of uh, anything that had had that I'd tried to make work before mm-hmm. that I was I was pretty malleable and I knew that I was a real alcoholic for sure yeah nice hell yeah awesome coming this fall to the food network an all-new cooking show where alcoholics prepare delicious and healthy meals tomorrow on the food network David and Charles make a cob salad on meeting makers make it So what we're going to do here is we're going to get our iceberg lettuce uh, and um, yeah, I, iceberg. Uh, so so let me just check in here real quick. Um, yesterday was a real rough one for me. I guess it's just uh, my turn in the barrel, you know, like they say. Um, so I, 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 I'm, I'm going to let you finish. We'll, no, we'll get we'll get back to it. Um, but uh, my neighbor's bowling partner's son. Uh, said something to me yesterday that really threw me in, in just into a tailspin, emotionally speaking. Yeah. And I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm really just holding on to my ass right now, you know, and uh, I sacked up. I, I hear you. And, and I dragged myself t- to this meeting. Well, to this, you know, whatever we're doing. I hear you. Tune in to see if they finally make a meal on an all-new Meeting Makers Make It. page 34 um yeah we i'm gonna start at the top of the paragraph the same one i love it i know oh really oh this is amazing amazing it. which means it's in the book at least three times um okay as we look back we feel we had gone on drinking many years beyond the point where we could quit on our willpower. Mm. If anyone questions whether he has entered this dangerous area, let him try leaving liquor alone for one year. If he is a real alcoholic and very far advanced, there is scant chance of success. Mm. Um, I'll stop there, even though the whole paragraph is great. Mm -hmm. But, you know, this is the only place I know of in the book that suggests we try to stop Mm -hmm. drinking. And it's as a diagnostic you know, because if mm-hmm. you can't, then you are a real alcoholic, which by the book's description means you've placed yourself beyond human aid, mm-hmm. can't quit on willpower. You know, you'll need to embrace this spiritual solution. Right. Um, and that's where I came in of, you know, I knew I couldn't control it once I started but why did I keep picking up the first one? And I, and when I finally realized like, Oh shit, I'm going to, I'm going to keep picking up that first one, no matter what I'm, I'm absolutely a thousand percent going to drink again. Um, Mm -hmm. that's what scared me into sitting on your stupid folding chairs Um, (laughs) (laughs) for real. It was like, like you were saying, like the last thing I wanted to do, like it was absolutely admitting complete defeat to walk into the rooms of AA. Um, and I'm I'm grateful for that. I, I I came in with the desperation knowing I would hate AA. I would hate all of it. I would hate the rest of my life. But 
there's literally nothing left to do at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, really, really glad I was wrong about <laughs> about hating AA and to be a real alcoholic. Um, the first time I heard the term, uh, it was just a woman in a meeting and, the, and she introduced herself as a real alcoholic every time she shared, mm-hmm. but she would kind of say it with a wink and with this kind of it's she just she had this confidence about her um that i really liked where she wasn't saying it it didn't come it didn't seem to me to come from ego or trying to set herself apart or imply that some people in the rooms might not be alcoholic she was it was just she seemed really excited about this book and really excited to be peacefully sober Hmm. so i was tracked the the fact that she said it and i hadn't read the book yet i was like oh what is she talking about? Yeah, that sounds like cool. something I, I, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah I had a, I had cool. a good reaction to it. Although I can, you know, I we probably all heard sometimes people um, can get sensitive around that because, especially if we're in an online forum, you know, mm-hmm. we'll see that where mm-hmm. you know s- someone takes it to mean that we're implying there are fake alcoholics, which, by the way, there are. In the <laughs> there rooms. are some imposters. <laughs> I've met some imposters in yeah, my life. Yeah. 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 For real. <clears throat> Even in this book, there are fake alcoholics. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I love uh I love that reading. I I love that uh Yeah, I love that you point out that, you know, it's this place in the book where it's like Hey. Yeah, see if you can stop. <laughs> see if you can stop. <laughs> um and like uh I, I think you know, well-intentioned, but still erroneously, people will be like, yeah, not convinced. Well, the book says go drink. You know, it's kind of like, uh, it's like, okay. Yeah. Uh, like yeah. seeing in the mirror, telling yourself you're powerless guy. Okay. Um, you know, <laughs> it says other stuff too. And I think this is one of those. I think it's kind of like an order of operations thing. You know, we, right. we're, we're, <clears throat> um, we're getting to this point and it's it's basically like i i kind of like to look at that line sort of like moving backward in the book so like i'm gonna start in we agnostics uh or Mm -hmm. even in like the back chapters and the back chapters are like hey you got trouble with spirituality (laughs) you know and like Mm -hmm. we agnostic same thing it's like well try to Try to not drink on your own power then. Does that work for you? No? Okay, well, you know, yeah. then it's like, last thing is like, well, try drinking alcohol. <laughs> you know, see <laughs> see how well you do with that, you know? Um, it's, yeah. it's an order of operations. I I, I think it, it's presumptuous and irresponsible for somebody to come in and show you know that they're a little dubious about this like wacky thing that they just walked into and be like well go drink you know it's like I'm, uh, I don't think I've, I've even heard it presented as if I've heard people say the big book says if you're not done yet go get done like oh, right. no I know and that's yeah. not at all what it says it's a very specific diagnostic and it's assuming that we read the pages before that and mm-hmm. you know and actually try controlled drinking which I already tried it before I came into AA. I tried it more than once. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Anybody sits in the meeting and goes, hey, that's a great idea. I hadn't thought about that. (laughs) It's like, that's one of those things where it's just like, how are you here already if you've not tried that? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Why would AA be your first stop? Mm Mm-hmm. 
Did and Mrs. Guys... Jones, in your reading, it's clear that they uh, they see the 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 seriousness of it because it's talked about whether he has entered this dangerous area. Mm. Right. That's the key there, man. It is. Yes. A yeah. <laughs> it is right. dangerous. Yeah. It yeah. Is. Do you guys ever do the? Um... God. <laughs> It feels, it feels, it's, it, it just, it, some of these things, I'm just like, wow, I feel like such a, such a winner. <laughs> but do you ever do what? this thing? You ever do these things, this thing where you like, uh, schedule out like on a paper calendar, like how much you're going to have per day? <laughs> no, I haven't oh, done God. that. No. Oh, Because I always did it all right at, at once, but I couldn't schedule it out. Yeah. It was all gone by day no. two. <laughs> I try. I just, that's oh. one of my things I try. That's one of my taking a trip, not taking a trip things. Oh, God. I have a very precious piece of write, journal writing um, where I, sc- I scribbled one day. Um, I only drank one and a half bottles of wine tonight and two bong rips. And then I tried to like draw a smiley face because I was all proud of myself. And it's so bad. That's it's great. so bad. But uh, yeah, I was... I was proud. Yeah, the uh, <laughs> the use of the term "bong rip" <laughs> always points to a very healthy medicinal practice. <laughs> yeah, only yeah, only two massive bong rips. <laughs> I uh, yeah, no, I mean, I uh, that that's one of those things I've I've got like I was talking about this with some friends recently. I have like a. I got a new phone recently and I don't, I don't, I didn't realize that it was doing this, but I guess it was doing this with my previous phones where like the notes app is just like in the cloud and it's like updating on my new phones Uh as I get them. I had never noticed. And so I have all these fucking notes in here that are just the most like visceral, powerful cringe when I read them because it's like, Mm. and also just like sad and scary, but there's, it's like me documenting, like, ha- had this at this time, waiting until then, doing like it's, oh. it's like a document of like you're reading. And it's just like, okay, phenomenon of craving, you know? What I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, uh, yeah. Curious mental blank spot. Like it's just, it's, it's so well documented, and yet, um, and I and I and I'm, I've met people who've who've done that. Scores of people, things like that. Or a calendar or whatever, um, and yet uh, you know you get you get a few days under somebody's belt dry and a couple sandwiches, <laughs> and that <laughs> stuff kind of just like maybe it wasn't so bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. I think that, I love that calendar. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think that that's why it's uh, that's why it's it's so important to not breeze over the real alcoholic. You know, because right. what we're doing is not uh, an intellectual exercise. You know, what we're doing is we're trying to say, um, I'll speak for myself. I take this very seriously. Um, I've I've recovered from a, a fatal illness. Mm-hmm. The illness is arrested. I no longer suffer from alcoholism. Right. Uh, there's no pill that can do that. There's no, there's no surgery, right? But alcoholism has been conquered in my life. And 
I got a way I can show you to do the same thing, you know? Right? <laughs> but here's the deal. Wow. You wow. Here's the deal. <laughs> you may not be the same kind of person as I am, right? No. You yeah. might be a fucking idiot, you know, who just like drank and <laughs> act stupid. You know what I mean? You might be somebody who has like profoundly bad luck. I don't know. Yeah. I really don't yeah. know. You might be some kooky weirdo that a judge sent to AA because the fucking prison system's overcrowded. I have no yeah. idea who or what you are, right? And mm-hmm. so, like, we we talk about the differentiation because it is literally the first step of the process that is Alcoholics right. Anonymous, you know? Um, and I still hear and encounter, like, so much pushback in the concept of qualifying new people. Oh, yeah. Mm. And I think that even at this stage, like with this with this podcast where, you know, when when me and Mrs. Jones were talking about, oh, we love boo. What's a good topic? You know, and she (laughs) she suggested the real alcoholic. Um, My my instant thought is like, God, haven't we all covered that like so much on the show? But <laughs> it bears repeating because it is mm-hmm. so not understood in AA today. Let it's alone so misdiagnosed. It's so misdiagnosed. I mean, there are so many people that come to AA and they have 10 meetings under their belt and they think they got it. Mm-hmm. And years later, they go through the steps and realize what they've been missing for that long. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. incredible. Yeah. I mean, based on what you hear in meetings, the way to diagnose alcoholism is simply by asking yourself, are you sitting in an AA meeting? You know? (laughs) Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. As if you're going to be able to diagnose yourself with cancer if you're in a hospital. (laughs) (laughs) Well, does it feel like cancer? Are you sitting in the doctor's office? You're not here by mistake. Oh, can you imagine? Okay, that's a meme. Stealing it. Thank you, boo. (laughs) Put a cat on it. (laughs) Slap a cat on it. You're done. Slap a cat on it. Yep. There we go. Okay. My reading is on page 23. Ah, I was going to do that one. Well, this... I don't know. This might might not be the one you were going to do. Maybe it is. Bottom of 23. Yeah. Oh, okay. (laughs) Got to steal my thunder. Okay. Uh, In a vague way, their families and friends sense that these drinkers are abnormal. But everybody hopefully awaits the day when the sufferer will rouse himself from his lethargy and assert his power of will. The tragic truth is that if the man be a real alcoholic, the happy day may not arrive. He has lost control. At a certain point in the drinking of every alcoholic, he passes into a state where the most powerful desire to stop drinking is of absolutely no avail. This tragic situation has already arrived in practically every case long before it is suspected. The fact is that most alcoholics for reasons yet obscure, have lost the power of choice in drink. Our so-called willpower becomes practically non-existent. We are unable at certain times to bring into our consciousness with sufficient force the memory of the suffering and humiliation of even a week or a month ago. We are without defense against the first drink. 
Um, I love. Boom. Yeah, I, yeah. I love. Uh, I, 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 I love that. Like, we're we're talking both, and you know, I, I think up to this point, it's mostly physical stuff in the book, and this is kind of like the bridge between physical shifting into mental being focused on mostly um, mm-hmm. for the next twenty pages or so. Um, but I love in that selection there this is all that i i need to hear really you know so there's this thing that i have in my head where Mm -hmm. i'm just like as i'm listening to you guys and as i'm collecting my thoughts i'm thinking about like when i when i was at step one like i couldn't say any of these things you know what i mean like i i couldn't tell you that i was drinking against my own will and that i made up my mind to not drink and i was gonna just not drink no matter what and then i i kept drinking like if you asked me, which back to my point, my sponsor asked me because that was his job for step one. Uh, if you asked me in those terms that we're speaking in now, I was very clearly able to see, uh, well, yeah, I, I do make up my mind to not drink. And then I drink, but I just thought like, I'm weak, like, or yeah stupid or like yep. you know what i mean i thought that like yeah there's just this area of my life where i'm just like ah just i don't know can't get it i don't know just really can't get it right you know yeah that that's how i felt too like i could just keep changing my mind you know right um every single day and making the same terrible decision um like it's still a choice it's just a terrible choice i make and i need better coping mechanisms mm. and yeah. that's that's just not I- it I was so able to get that out of my head too. It was amazing how I, I could be in the in the straits of demoralization, and then literally four hours later, not even remember that at all, and just go, "Hey, you know, I, th- I think I, that's not a problem of mine anymore." Right. <laughs> We're fine now. Yeah. Mecky is over there balking at your at your story. I know. <laughs> She's 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 old enough to remember when I was drinking, so mm. she's got plenty of stuff to share. She's, she's like, I'm her. triggered. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> I love um I love John the reading that you shared, especially that line where it says, um, the most powerful desire to stop drinking is of absolutely no avail. And I'll I'll try to tie that together with the third tradition to to demonstrate to people that mm. if all you do is qualify for membership, which means you're an alcoholic with a desire to stop drinking, and you don't do anything else, you'll probably die of alcoholism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think um, implicit in all of these things, again, is there's a common thread here. And it's introduced from the opening of the book. I mean, to me, like, I've probably said this a billion times, but to me, the fact that we even, like, have to have conversations like this is so absurd. I know. know. Um, It is what it is, whatever. But the fact that I actually, like, that there are people who will fight tooth and nail to validate their like right to be in AA and speaking for alcoholics like who don't relate 
at all with the shit that we're reading. It's just like, I don't know if it's more weird, funny, or sad. (laughs) It is so fucking bizarre, though. It's, 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 it really is like, I think there is certainly a contingency of people who are like, we were kind of alluding to earlier, like, if you were to show up at like a cancer patient support group or something and, and you're just kind of trying to be like an energy vampire and like bomb <laughs> on to some attention or, you know, suck it out of the room or whatever. Um, there's some of those. And then I think there's like the people who are, and I think the 12 and 12 even talks about this in the traditions, like the lonely hearts or whatever. Like there's these, mm, these yeah, people who true. are like, you know, yeah. yeah, you're just like lonely and nobody will tell you to leave. Right. Right. This is the yeah. club. Yeah. yeah. I, I think, I think there's also a large group of people who, probably think that they're alcoholic you know and yeah. Um, oh yeah I have, yeah they're not I trying have, to steer anyone yeah. wrong they and just sponsored they, those yeah. people and had and had a conversation with them and it became exceedingly clear that they were not <laughs> the alcoholic described in the book and yeah. um yeah i mean if you guys have any experiences with that i think that would be of great value for people to hear about that because that is one thing that i know people i sponsor a, a lot of them, they will ask that, like, well, what happens when I'm qual? Especially new people who've like never been through the steps, mm-hmm. and now mm-hmm. they're twelve. What happens when I'm qualifying someone and and they're they're not a real alcoholic? You know, what do you guys say mm-hmm. to that? Yeah, so um, I will say that it in my experience, it's been rare that I have a true non-alcoholic that I'm talking to about the steps because I do make the approach um, when I see someone is suffering. And if someone is is suffering in the rooms and they're raising their hand, they have one day, two days, and they're doing that hang their head thing, Mm -hmm. they're probably the real deal. I don't assume they are, but I'm going to make that approach. Mm -hmm. And in most cases, they are. And the people who approach me to take the step still have that same kind of desperation, mm. you know, um, from what I've seen, it, it seems to me like the people who are the, the not, you know, certain type of hard drinkers, they aren't trying to take the steps. They're mm. sitting in meetings and sharing platitudes and enjoying the fellowship, that kind of thing. Um, I'm not one to, to want to, play God with somebody, you know, when, if I, I have had the experience of someone who clearly knows they're not alcoholic, but they want to, you know, take the steps out of the big book. They'll say up front, I don't have a drinking problem. You know, I just love meth or, you know, I have an eating disorder. Mm -hmm. I've had that, you know, where they, you know, and they, they want a big book experience, which I, you know, I can respect. I just don't feel like I'm the person to, take them through a true step one experience, not having, mm. you know, the same issue. Sing it, sister. And I, yeah, yeah. So, and I'll also it. explain that, you know, I want them to um, be able to experience true 12 step work mm. when they get yeah. there, you know, right. like I'll try to explain why I believe that AA is not the fellowship for them. And I'll offer to go to meetings with them, help them find the fellowship where they can do a proper step one and be effective in step 12. Love yeah, it. I agree with you. I don't think those people are, would be appropriate to take others through the steps at all, but it may right. lead them to having a, a spiritual experience that goes on to where they practice the principles. Mm-hmm. You never know. Sure. But, 
Yeah, I think my experiences with that um, and sponsorship, uh, it's it's mostly people I have sponsored asking me about that. What do I do when mm. this happens, right? Because, yeah. um, I mean, I've, <laughs> I've been sponsoring people. I've sponsored so many people. I'm like, I'm not at the place where I'm like, what do I do? You know, I'm like, I'm not worried about that because... I've fucking been there. Like it's it's happened. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah. And you know, when, I'm sure I asked my sponsor about it when when I first was sponsoring people, and I can probably guarantee that what he said to me was like, uh, "Look, just go get more sponsees." <laughs> just, just like, just, <laughs> like, like, why are why are you yeah, asking yeah, me this like weird <laughs> hypothetical? Yeah, shit? You know yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. But yeah, let's worry thing, about it. When and if it happens, (laughs) you you know what I mean? Like, um, keep shoveling. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Well, one of the the passages I almost chose for this, um, which is kind of like what you're talking about, John, is on page 92. Yes. This is in working with others where it says, if you are satisfied that he is a real alcoholic, Mm. begin to dwell on the hopeless feature of the malady. Um, the book never tells us what to do if we're not satisfied that they're a real alcoholic. Right. My assumption is I'm going to still keep, yeah, yeah. No, I'm going to still keep, keep dwelling. I'm going to still keep dwelling on the hopeless feature of, of and alcoholism. Gonna, like, I'm going to keep room slowly. <laughs> <laughs> never call me again. Um, no, you know, I'll, I'm going to, kind of keep following this keep dwelling on something and they're going to get real disinterested right if they don't have alcohol is they'll show themselves the door i'm not it's not me telling them that's what you i know, think too. they need to leave i think so yeah. too exactly. especially when you start you know when, when you, they start doing a complete fourth step they're going to either fade away yes. or move forward and same yes. thing when the when they realize what the ninth step is which by the way <laughs> is the most powerful thing I've ever felt in my life. Yeah. Mm. To them, it may be the scariest thing. And if, if they're not a real alcoholic, we'll see if they're going to make through that or not. Yeah. yeah. I'm this more is... worried about the real alcoholics who aren't, you know, coming Same in the here. doors. Same here. <laughs> or who are hanging out and not doing the steps. Yeah. Like, yeah. This, is, this is always my guidance on that. And like, you know, it wouldn't even come to mind if it, if it hadn't been, I don't know, like a dozen different people asked me that. Um, but my guidance is always is, is always like uh so here's what successful sponsorship looks like right according to this book successful sponsorship is that you show up meaning you're seeking people to be helpful to right you you, you seek them out you approach them like a normal fucking human being you know, you, you know, calm, <laughs> considerate, thoughtful of what how they might want to be approached. Hi there. Yeah, you you find out what you can about them so that you can do that. You uh, turn the discussion toward alcoholism. You see if they relate with that. If you're convinced that they're real alcoholic and they want to stop drinking, then you just go, "Hey, well, here's how I do that. Here's all the stuff. Here's how you do it." Right. Um, and what successful sponsorship looks like is, um, they do all that stuff, they recover, and then they go do that exact same thing with other people. It also, also successful sponsorship is they do none of it and go away. Mm -hmm. You're still a successful sponsor. Yeah. Yeah. So like if my job is to come and, and, 
actively seek them out, approach them, not like a fucking zealot weirdo, approach them, <laughs> and, and just with a spirit of, literally with a spirit of helpfulness. I am only there to be helpful. And not pushing anything on them, not expecting anything of them, and I only offer them a solution if they ask for it. I'm not, mm -hmm. like, I'm not there to be their play God in their life, like you said. And mm. they don't want that. I am I am a successful 12-stepper. I am a successful sponsor. Yeah. This is what the book suggests that I do for sponsorship. And mm -hmm. sometimes they're going to take it and do it and jump into it and like take other people and those people are going to recover. And sometimes I will never see them again. And sometimes they get to step nine and just <laughs> fucking disappear. <laughs> yep. and, and sometimes in the conversation, they're, not, they're clearly not alcoholic. And those people usually just fucking go away <laughs> they, like mm -hmm. it's pretty rare yeah. that they're gonna be pressuring you and pushing and, and stuff your yeah. goal is yeah. to do sponsorship and sometimes that right. looks like experience. sometimes That's that right. doesn't look like yeah what we think success is you know right mm. yeah yeah it success isn't measured by how many people that you have uh, that you've diagnosed it's it's measured by how many people diagnose themselves and mm. go on and share the message mm. I think. Yeah, I mean, because the other thing is, the other side of that is, somebody sharing the message could be they fucking relapse and die, and that's how they share the message because somebody else sees, wow, half measures really did not work for that person, and they drank like yeah. me, and they acted like me when they weren't drinking, like they struggled mm -hmm. the way that I struggle. I see myself in them. Uh, I should probably try this thing, you know, like there's, there's no end of the like sprawling nature of 12 step work. Like how mm. many times have you heard from someone that somebody said, you said something that, you know what I mean? It's, 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 oh yeah, they're innumerable. It just branches yeah. out everywhere. Mm -hmm. True. Yeah. So I, I dropped the rock, the ripple effect. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. See, I knew I was off base with branching. It, it's all about the ripple. <laughs> yes. <laughs> knew I was off base. Okay. <laughs> 12 questions. Yeah. Sorry. Oh. I I'm just. I, I'm yeah. Hey, let me be me, man. Um, <laughs> yeah. 12 questions with our guest. Boo. Boo. <laughs> Who's first, me or you? You go. Okay. Question one. Uh, if your life before recovery were a movie, what would it be called? <laughs> Let's see. It might be the Titanic, but that's, that was... Yeah, I don't know. I, I think probably it would have to be... Um, what was the one of the guys in Vietnam that were like going through the jungle? Um, oh, I can't remember the name of Shawshank it. Redemption. <laughs> <laughs> Apocalypse Now. That's ah, right. there he goes. That would be there it is. before recovery. Apocalypse Now. Yeah. The, over and over and over, like replayed every <laughs> bloody Martin Sheen in a hotel nice. room, yeah, having exactly. a breakdown. Oh, that got dark. Yeah. yeah, well, it did get dark. Titanic was a, a light, playful answer. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's dark down. That's all I remember. 
<laughs> I'm changing the order of my questions because my first one is too similar <laughs> to, to John's first one. Okay, Boo, from page 25, is it lives or lives? Is it lives or lives? Man. Okay, I'll bring up I'll bring up the quote. <laughs> yeah, let me have it. I'm prepared, okay. but <laughs> Okay. The central fact of our lives today is the absolute certainty that our creator has entered into our hearts and lives in a way which is indeed miraculous or entered into our hearts and lives in a way which is indeed miraculous. Ooh, I'd say lives for sure for me. Uh, it mm. is probably common with other lives, but with mine, it lives in me for sure. And okay. I'm grateful for that every single day. Oh, hell yeah. Truth. You, you, you crushed her heart and her dreams, but you did it kindly. <laughs> 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 I have no opinion on this. I really want to hear what people have to say. So. <laughs> the look on your face and the tone in your hands oh, really? <laughs> with every answer oh, no. disagrees with I thought that. he was a lives kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> I had high hopes for you, boo. Yeah. Okay. Uh, when was the last time you did a 10 step? <laughs> Last night and this morning, both. Okay. <laughs> Bingo. Nice. Nice. Bingo. Okay. I'm going to add it. I'm going to change it up. Okay. Next question from page 29. What is this thing? <laughs> Damn, I didn't know that's, I had to memorize the even, book. Even I don't even know what the hell you're talking about. Really? <laughs> What is the thing? You guys don't nerd out on this stuff? Okay, on page <laughs> oh, 29. I am one of them, too. I must have this thing. Yeah. Oh. What is this thing? Like, <laughs> You know, I would say this thing is the, what looks like, the, and what is the disease, but also what looks like the total failure of my life, but what ends mm. up being the doorway into a complete new set of circumstances that I could have never imagined. That's what this thing is. This thing is, is okay. a, is a, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a hopeless disease on one side and sunshine on the other side is what it is. <laughs> okay. Sun, sunshine and lemonade. Cause <laughs> see, I see that you could take it as, okay, yes, I am one of them, too. I must have this thing. I must have this alcoholism. Right. Or I must have this thing, this spiritual like, experience. I must that you have this say. thing. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like I must have this thing. I must have this thing. But then, like, to call the spiritual awakening a thing seems a little, you know. Um, but. Know. Yeah. The program yeah. of action. Right? I don't know. Yes. Got you guys thinking. Yeah. Yes. All right. <laughs> From page 106, the unexpected result was that our husbands seemed to like it. What is it? <laughs> Just kidding. That's when the wife gets tight. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, man. Exactly. How do the what do the husbands like? What is it that they like? Uh, okay. I don't think Aladon has been invented yet, so I'm not real sure. <laughs> um, uh, the, I think it's the, the girl who understands is what they like. Okay. Uh, that was a joke question. Okay. Um, better hang. Russell Brand or Holly Whitaker? 
Oh, Russell Brand all the way, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was fast. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Okay, <laughs> on page 142, what do they mean by saying after satisfying yourself? Can I hear the sentence, please? No, that's a joke. Yet. That's a after satisfying yourself with your man. Okay, sorry. It's in two, it's in two employers. Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> okay, this, this is no, a, no, no. A reading from two prostates. <laughs> God. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> Have you ever picked up the phone before picking up a drink? Um, you know, I, I think I could say no to that actually, and it's it's kind of weird that I could say no to that, but that is my that's my experience that I never did pick up the phone. Um, yeah, no, nope. just didn't want it enough. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, the problem is that it's. It's a th- it, it's a thousand pound phone. The phone is a thousand <laughs> pounds. <laughs> yeah, it weighs a thousand pounds. That's a problem. We got to get lighter phones. That's that's. <laughs> you know? Barber shops stay away. Heavy phones stay away. <laughs> that's right. Um, oh, these beams just write themselves. <laughs> uh, <laughs> clubhouse or church basement. Hmm, Clubhouse for sure. Ooh. Oh, yeah. All Why? right. Why Clubhouse? Okay. Yeah. Well, Clubhouse reminds me of the Clubhouse that we started here in Austin years and years ago. Mm. And it was a recovery Clubhouse. So I always have an affinity to Clubhouses over basements. But I go to meetings in, in both for sure. Yeah. 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 Nice. Okay, Boo. Congratulations. Your story has been selected for the fifth edition. <laughs> what, should the t- what should the title be? Hmm. The title of the fifth edition. Hmm. Your your personal story in the fifth edition. Yeah, I would say. Uh, <laughs> Boo goes to Bismarck. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't know, Mrs. Jones. That's a tough one. That's a really good one. I hope nobody else has uh, a better one than that for me. But uh, <laughs> that's great. Uh, I enjoyed that. That's. You're, you're bringing a touch of whimsy to the podcast, I'll tell you that. I can write right? something after that, I know. If you give me that as a title, I know I can fill in the rest. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a modern country song. You come up with the title and you just work out. Work, you just spiral out from there. there. You go. Like, yeah. Write it around the title. Uh, okay. Would you rather rid the world of slogan slingers or... Yes. <laughs> or sober influencers? God, probably sober influencers now because I think it's probably more endemic and more pervasive than the slogan slingers. Right. You got to go and actually go into a meeting or talk to another alcoholic to hear a slogan. But <laughs> the sober influencers are all over now and it's amazing. Mm. Can't escape. Yeah, can't escape. Harder and harder. Okay, next question. Anne or Lois? <laughs> Lois, for sure. Very All right. patient. Yeah. Very yeah. patient. Yeah. Need she puts patience. up with a lot. Yeah. Deliberate, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, which step has been most rewarding for you? Like I said before, the ninth 
because it was so unexpected, mm-hmm. John. I was just shocked at the freedom and the feeling of power I had when I got through with the ninth step. And when I got through the ninth step completely, now I got through with all my amends a year before I gave, before I finally um, saw or, or accomplished my final amend. And it was because I couldn't find the guy. I didn't feel like I could find the guy. I looked for him. I couldn't find him, but I had this amend I had to make. And it was a pretty big one. Mm-hmm. It was a financial amend. And a year later, I tracked this guy down and found him. And I'm telling you, the relief and the feeling of God in my life has never been better. And uh, it's it, I can feel it today, and it's it's been a while. And it's Aww. the truth. It's, it's, it was a sudden shift that I felt like, I think I can do this. I think I can. I think I can take step ten now, and it was a great feeling for me. Yeah, Hell yeah, that's yeah. really cool. That question has been uh, one where people have been like, "Well, it's got to be twelve. Nobody's going to say anything but twelve. <laughs> but my my thinking was like, sure, I, I'm sure someone's going to say nine. Like, it's <laughs> it's it's a a whole different thing when you really surrender to nine and you really fucking face that shit and you do it and you see this power show up in your life and yeah pull you and you have you it's totally it's so imperative to do a full nine that you trust and that's what it gets down to is do you Mm -hmm. really trust or don't you and if Mm -hmm. you can say i'm gonna go and admit this fault and ask for um, to, to be my side of the street to be cleaned up. Uh, can you really trust something bigger than you that's going to carry you through that? And until you get to that point, you don't. You think I, I I can do all of them, but this one, this one, I just can't do because of what it'll impact me. And you have to look past that and ask yourself, Am I really going to turn this over to something bigger than me and let him take me through this or let her take me through this? And once yeah. you do that and you feel that. Oh man, I'm telling you, it's a great feeling. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. So cool. And it's, I think that's, it's such a, this kind of goes back to the whole successful sponsorship thing earlier. Mm -hmm. I was talking with Diego, a friend of the podcast. He's Mm -hmm, been on. You mean D? Great guy. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I went ahead and name dropped him fully because last time he was on, he was like, look, I don't want to be called D. Just call me D. I know. I heard it. Yeah. (laughs) He was like, that sounds weird. Um, But yeah, I mean, we were just talking yesterday and and that was kind of the conversation. and, And part of it was just like, there are people. Now, this is, I'm not saying this is good. This is a character defect of mine. I'm a human, I have them, but there are people who I have sponsored who, when I look back objectively, I wanted them to succeed more than other people I was working with. Like, <laughs> I, I, you know, it's like, I, I could sit here and be like, oh, I don't play favorites or whatever. Like, there have been times in sponsorship where I look back and uh, I, I start to, and this is also a thing that I hear from sponsees, like, oh, well, what could I have done better? Could I have done, you know, this person fell off at the steps or whatever. And it happens mm-hmm. a lot. That's why I'm thinking about it. It happens a lot during amends. They go away forever. Yeah. <laughs> they just don't do right. them, you know? Yeah. And like, yeah. and I think early, specifically for me, early in sponsorship, when that would happen, I'd be like, okay, well, maybe I didn't do this or maybe I didn't do that. And it, it, it kind of, on a long enough timeline for me, it comes down to, was I... Um, 
putting an expectation into this or bringing an attitude to it that wasn't just like that baseline we discussed earlier where it's like mm. I'm here to be helpful a sincere desire to be helpful nobody owes me anything I, I have no stake in this other than to just show up and see how I can present these tools to this person if they want them or not and like when I venture out of that is when I end up having like well, could I have, you know what I mean? And like, oh, well, did yeah. I, oh, yes, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it happens at nine and it's the, I think the first probably half dozen times it happened at nine heartbreaker for me because of exactly what you were saying, because I'm there and it's like, we're at the precipice and I'm like, in my head, I'm like, and I think I've heard you talk about this in a meeting before. You don't want to be like. If you just do it, you'll have this thing. It's gonna happen. You know like, just like I can't do that. I can't manufacture no. this willingness in you. Right. I gotta just go. Hey, here's the thing we do next, and then mm -hmm. like you do it or you don't do it. But there's kind of a piece of me where it's like you're walking away right when you're gonna get the cake. <laughs> like, it's so I know. You know. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree. Step nine. Groovy as shit. All right, you got one more. Definitely. Right? I've got one more. Yes. And this is another what, new one. What Inspired by you, Boo. <laughs> what page? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, so so Boo, you've been you've been around the clubhouse for a few cups of coffee. Um, <laughs> what's the best AA nickname you've ever heard? Oh. Oh, best nickname. I I'm really I the one that keeps hitting me is the one that that guy said last Saturday, Major. Oh, <laughs> that was such a good, good, yeah, description of him. I was hoping for better. <laughs> oh, too bad. <laughs> Best nickname. <laughs> yeah, follow up to that. Can you? Do you think you could count on two hands how many big book blank? Guys, you've met in meetings. Oh, that's Big Butt Randy. That's Big Butt Jim. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No, I couldn't. Uh -uh. <laughs> uh, they always, they always seem to think that they're the one true Big. The only one. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah every, uh -huh. Or at least everyone else in the meeting does. Like, oh, that's Big Book Dale. Like, is, like there's one person who knows the Big Book. <laughs> <laughs> there's one person who actually likes our basic text. Yeah. yeah. Um, the the best AA nickname I ever heard was Bedpan Bobby. Um, <laughs> he was just a guy oh. who sold medical equipment. Oh. But, um, <laughs> yeah. There was one at the clubhouse I hung out with, or I hung out at a lot when I was young. Uh, a guy they called Transient Mike. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. And then there was like old Sam because there was like two Sam. Yeah. I, really yeah. I love that. I love that. We have a sleeveless Dave and a boombox Dave because he's just loud. Uh -huh. um, timer Jack. God. Timer Jack because <laughs> he just likes being the timer. Um, and then we've got uh, we've got No <laughs> Life <laughs> Louise. She comes up with all the nicknames. <laughs> No life. <laughs> oh my god, that's terrible. Yeah, that's great. You have to tell people, yeah, when you get to the meeting, be sure and check with someone to see what your nickname's gonna be. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, first thing, well, yeah. you know, we used to 
you'd come in as a newcomer, we'd qualify you, we'd basically get you to step three before you go into the meeting. Now, just, you want to check in with No Life Louise, you want to get a nickname set up right off the top. <laughs> it's really going to bolster your share. Yeah, we can't possibly have two berries here, but I can't figure that out, so. Right. <laughs> like, I, I guess I'll be Big Book Berry. <laughs> um, Alright, all right, bonus question. All right. How would you define the term old timer? Ooh, I hate to say this because it was—it's really—I see it more and more, and it's so on my mind. Is uh, old timer is someone who no longer can share the um, the promises like they could when it was when they were younger at it because they're so stuck in their ways and so into being an old timer that the whole system of the of the not the fellowship but the system of doing the work has left them and they're hanging their hat on being an old timer instead of what they're going to do today with that knowledge mm -hmm. so old timer to me is a negative connotation that doesn't lend any confidence to that person but instead i think of them as somebody that's put in their time but that's all that's all they have is time that's that's incredibly hurtful so <laughs> no i think that's great i love the i love the responses we're getting to that question i i have I have uh, innumerable expectations. No one has ever said exactly what I'm thinking, so it's the perfect. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. A great answer. And this is this has been such a delight. So glad that. Same you, with me. I've loved every minute of it. Yeah. Seriously. Thank you so great. much. Uh, thank, thank you, Boo. You and thank love you, Mrs. Jones. And hey, and hey, yes. thank You're me welcome. while I'm at it. You know. Thank, me. <laughs> thank you, John, thank Barley John Barleycorn. <laughs> Seriously, though, what a treat, man. Thank you so much for joining us. See you all Awesome, soon. awesome. Yeah. Take care. This has been a podcast greater than yourself. A podcast greater than yourself was created by recovered alcoholics. All involved in the creation of this podcast are active members of Alcoholics Anonymous who wish to carry the message of our own recovery to those who still suffer. We do not claim to represent Alcoholics Anonymous. All comments are from our own experiences as alcoholics who have recovered by following the directions for the 12 steps found in the book Alcoholics Anonymous. Thanks for listening.